0: Get ready now. This this,
1: OMG
0: is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: No other way to put
0: it. With guest host Andrew Siciliano.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles.
1: I'm not talking to you. I talk to anybody out there. The haters.
0: Rich Eisen.
1: I talk to the haters right now.
0: Earlier on the show. From NBC Sports, Mike Tirico. Coming up, senior writer for The Athletic, Vic Tafer. Plus, over reaction monday your phone calls and more and now sitting in for rich it's andrew siciliano hope
2: well, we you had a great weekend what a wild weekend i mean we had a heisman winning quarterback crying in the sands with his mom we had josh dobbs learning the names of his teammates in the huddle we had a running back kick a go-ahead field goal in the final minutes of the game and then that quarterback that rookie quarterback in Houston marching right back down the field when they needed another touchdown. We have Cowboy fans going nuts, claiming that there was pass interference on the Luke Schoonemaker touchdown, not a touchdown. We have have the way that game ended. And then we had a great game to start the day as well on NFL Network, celebrating our 20th anniversary in Germany. Hope you had a great weekend. My name is Andrew Siciliano, sitting in for Rich today and tomorrow. Chris Brockman. Jason, Hello. whose name I always hey. forget, last last name Jason. Do we use your last name? Not really. Okay, <laughs> Jason, with the Raider hat on. Congratulations to your Raiders, yes, smoking victory cigars. Yeah. yeah, buddy. And T.J. Jefferson, we hope your headache is better, man.
1: And that game didn't help, but you know
2: it. It did not help. But what a wild day it was! A day that began with a game on NFL Network in Germany. A would-be AFC Championship game preview in which, once again, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs found a way and we are left with more questions about the Dolphins. The man who had a great call on said game. And I must say... Um, rich good morning to you and for a good afternoon Hello. um it's evening it, it is, is evening. actually evening here. heck it is um,
3: <laughs> that was
1: the best dressed booth i've ah. seen in a long time oh good thanks i appreciate it how are you guys We're greetings well, from up, How's no, it going, no, man no. Gr- greetings from berlin i've moved uh, i moved uh, uh to berlin for You're a in couple berlin? days okay you. yeah I, I yeah i went i took a train to berlin That's today awesome. i've never been here oh, i'm boy. gonna Such take a great few town. days here this was uh this is uh, as everything that's always uh, good uh, in my life suggested by Susie. She's like you should go, so I did. I hopped a train, and here I am. We had Tarico on a little uh,
2: bit ago, and he said that he was texting cool. with you this morning and said that coming yeah. up, Rich will give us a full tourist update.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> where I'm, I I haven't done much yet. I, I took a train here, and now here I am, and uh, figured I would just zoom in to say hi to you and awesome. Um, you know, and uh, do overreaction Monday in a second, nice. but I, I just want to um express what i saw yesterday yeah. between the Chiefs and the dolphins and um first of all frankfurt stadium uh is it, it's very intimate it's forty-eight thousand five hundred people in this place that was a uh, home to three uh world bowls back in the frankfurt galaxy days uh home to a bunch of concerts home to a world cup women's world cup uh the uh uh, World Cup also had some games here uh, for the men. And it was one of those spots again, um, certainly international games, uh, where, yeah, there are some Chiefs fans that you saw. But I saw a Greg Lloyd Steelers jersey. I saw a C.J. Spiller Bills jersey. I saw Eli Manning Giants. I saw just once again a United Nations of, of jersey-wearing fans coming in. And the the crowd was lit from jump I mean the first minute that anybody stepped on the field it got really loud um there is a canopy over it the only uh analogy I could say is if anybody's been to SoFi and I know everybody in that studio there has been to SoFi but anybody out there listening or watching uh, SoFi Stadium is an open air stadium that just has um a roof over it a canopy over it uh, that one cost about a billion dollars out of Cronky's pocket. This one is kind of like a, a canopy, um, where it, it's it it it's a, a fabric, you know, um, and and over the playing surface is a another sort of umbrella type canopy that can open up and close. And it was closed because it was raining. On Sunday and the turf is uh, an artificial surface that's uh, uh, it's a hybrid um, so it's mostly grass and then some artificial in there and the players just came out and um, and the Dolphins for whatever reason decided to give the ball to Mahomes first and that one kind of was a little bit of a head scratcher to be straight up with you um, and I know the Dolphins probably felt okay we got and Howard and we got Jalen Ramsey back together, but you know what? Um, let's just send Mahomes out there. And the only reason why it's a head-scratcher is the Chiefs came into this game a perfect 5-0 when scoring first, and the Dolphins were a perfect 3-0 when scoring first, and you're giving Patrick Mahomes <laughs> coming off that awful performance for the Chiefs uh, a chance to right the ship right away, and he marched down the field seven plays and took took the lead. And, um, and then we began to see what Uh, truly, um, with Rasheed Rice on the screen, is one of the aspects about the Chiefs. There's a couple things that just jump off the screen uh, at me or jumped off the turf at me. One of them is that kid, Rasheed Rice. I think we're finding this is going to be the receiver that makes plays for Mahomes. They're looking for somebody other than Kelsey. I think this kid, this rookie, is going to be that kid. We're starting to see it. They threw the ball to him out wide to start the scoring. He also made a terrific um, grab early on in the uh, second quarter to move the chains when the Dolphins' defense began to insert itself. That that led to the Chiefs' second score of the game, which was Jarek McKinnon over the middle. And then the other aspect about it is the Chiefs' defense. Guys, this is one of the best defenses in the NFL. Period. End of story. You got to put it up there with the Ravens. You got to put it up there with any other defense, the Niners before they started sliding, the Cowboys, um, on on many of their nights. You got to put them up there. This is the reason why this team is seven and two because this offense still hasn't clicked on all cylinders. And that moment uh, when McDuffie ripped the ball out of Tyreek Hill's hands and then began a whole big to do that wound up with a lateral in the hands of Brian Cook. Uh, To score. It was one of those moments where I'm in the booth and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. That's play stopped for nothing. Wait a minute. The ball's loose. Wait a minute. It's picked up. Wait a minute. It's lateraled. Wait a minute. He's going the whole way. And it was just a total mind blowing moment right there. And that was the margin of difference after, you know, the Dolphins started scoring some points in the second half. And uh, the Chiefs defense got it done towards the end of the game. They got it done. And uh, I know it was a botch snap that ended it. But uh, when the Chiefs now uh, come off of their bye, they'll be taking on Philadelphia. How about that? The Philadelphia Eagles go on their bye. The Chiefs go on their bye. And the Dolphins now go on their bye uh, with that narrative, as we all thought would be the case. Um, uh, that narrative being, you know, hey, uh, who have they really beaten? They came close yesterday. I don't know if that matters to to you, Brockman, because I know you've been kind no, of leading that charge. Um, they came awful close. They came close, but they fell behind too early, um, too big, um, and couldn't climb out. Are, so, you, are you
4: surprised that that, that Tyree kill play wasn't ruled an incomplete pass? It, it didn't look like he had the ball for very long.
1: No, I, I thought he did. I thought he had it. And and um, you, you, the one thing, it wasn't incomplete. I think uh, you could have ruled some forward progress being stopped but staretor chimed right in say that was uh, that, that was appropriately called and he's uh, not one shock, of those
4: shocking the the no no the, no, no. The he's not one of those the he is
1: not one of those he will come on the air and disagree uh he 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 will do that and he has done that over some of our international series games but um yeah i i, I th- that's what I, my takeaway is on offense they're still evolving um and you know one of the things i'm kind of kicking myself over because it happened at the end of the game it happened on the the Chiefs' final possession that wound up going three and out to give the ball back to the Dolphins, so obviously that took center stage. Of the Dolphins having one last chance to tie the game late. Um, is that Travis Kelsey passed um, Tony Gonzalez for the most prolific uh, pass catcher in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs, and um, and and just seeing him and Mahomes on the same field. Um, doing what they're doing, uh, and the, how the Dolphins kind of shut that down yesterday, again leads me to think Rasheed Rice, a lot of Isaiah Pacheco, and that defense with Mahomes and Kelsey sometimes will will not be held down like that, and that's the difference maker. I just wanted to give that off uh, that that off my chest before we get to uh, Overreaction Monday.
2: Well, l- let me ask this real quick, Rich. The the narrative that Mike McDaniel said, you know, before you 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 spoke last week, last Friday, about that great yeah production meeting you had with Mike McDaniel, how enlightening it he was and how different a coach he is. He also said that until we kind of beat another team, like we have to change that narrative until we beat a good team. So where, where are they now in your eyes after seeing them up close after failing to beat yet again, another quote unquote good team.
1: Well, I think where they are is a defense that's going to get better because, again, it was Howard and Ramsey on the field for the first time together. They really can sack the quarterback. They can get after you. Now they're going to start locking some people down outside. And then, again, it's just if if the defense against them is going to cause Tua to hold on to it, what's next? Jalen Waddle getting dinged up in the first half wasn't helpful either. Um, A-Chan coming back is going to be, as you know, a difference maker. That kid was lighting it up. And was actually somebody giving C.J. Stroud a run for his offensive rookie of the year money before he got hurt. So I'm I'm not discounting the uh, the Dolphins at all. They still have a a good shot to win this division now that the Bills lost again. You know we'll we'll see what the Jets do tonight, but I still think the Dolphins are are uh, a team with the inside path to win the AFC East. And then who knows? You know, all they got to do is just beat one of these teams in the playoffs, which I think they're going to make. I think the Dolphins are a playoff team. I think we could see that. Um, so I'm not going to discard them. But right now, the one seed uh, looks uh, looks like it's fading a little bit. Just halfway through the season, lots more football to be played, obviously. Are we time to overreact? We ready? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do, let's it. do it. Hit it. Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was
2: garbage.
3: This place sucks.
0: Overreaction. Monday's
3: Monday. All right,
1: Christopher, what do you have? Hey, Rich, breaking
4: news, though, from Atlanta. Taylor Heineke is going to start again this week. But more importantly, Mm. Arthur Smith shaved the stash. It's gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Maybe now he'll give Bijan Robinson the ball 20-plus times.
1: Mm, Don't get me started, man. Cooper Eisen is really upset about that. Bijan mustard though is on the verge of maybe Falcons, winning man. its first game this year <laughs> right. but i mean you know can can we stop with the John o. smith end arounds? and h- how do you draft somebody seventh overall and you don't even bring him in inside the five with frequency i mean like i told you i know shrug this emo- is shrug emoji I, again i i don't know if this is is this a subject of overreaction no Monday no this is literally breaking there. news that he shaved the mustache
4: okay. so we're kind of getting to it
1: okay what we'll <laughs> talk right. about this a little later
4: first up rich Raider Nation. The Raiders are going full Versace at 2.0. They're going to make a playoff run with interim coach Antonio Pierce. Ah.
1: You know what? I need to see a little bit more here. I need to see a little bit more here. The Giants are just a dreadful football team this year. And hey, the Raiders. And they spanked them. The Raiders showed you a couple of things. One, they're talented, they have the talent. They have the talent to make a playoff run. So, yeah, we saw that. I'm just, you know, I need to see what Aiden O'Connell looks like against the Chiefs. I need to see what Aiden O'Connell looks like against the Jets, even, coming up in his next game. I need to see these things. But for the moment, it just goes to show you what happens when you have fun playing football. And that is a metric. (laughs) That is a metric when you believe in the guy who's coaching you and you can be yourself just one quick aside here on this okay that we were we were talking to the Dolphins this week and how they had no idea how to react to Mike McDaniel when he first showed up and just walked into their first team meeting going hey everybody okay like that that, that's how he started his first team meeting with the Dolphins and this is a team that came off of you know the Brian Flores Patriot way of doing things and they were all like how they didn't know how to react so one would think that if that was the case in Vegas, that removed Antonio Pierce coming in, not saying that he's you know, joking around, but it seems that the, the governor was removed a little bit. You could see the metric of playing happy and going uh, berserk in your locker room afterwards. That said, playoff run, I'll hold off and call that an overreaction for the moment.
4: Nothing unites like Hate Rich and those Raider players Hated Josh McDaniels.
1: <laughs> Here I am saying it's love and happiness, and, you're, and you, you went us the together. other way. Hate will bring All, right, us together. Glass. <laughs> All right, glass half-empty boy. What else you got?
4: Hey, Rich, I watched your game. Great job on the call. Absolutely. Loved you guys. You, the Chiefs are awesome. I watched uh, the afternoon game. The Eagles, they're awesome. But the best team in the NFL is the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Oh, Best team in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know how you can argue this. That's not an overreaction. It's an argument that can absolutely be made, and it is something that you can absolutely support. Um, I don't know where they're going to land in my power rankings. The The Eagles, you know, seem to have their flaws, and the Chiefs seem to have their flaws. The Ravens' flaws may just be when they're not playing from ahead and start steamrolling you at the bank. I I, I don't know you know there maybe they're passing game outside but their rushing game and their defense is just something else and then the passing game you know when it is on um it, it's number 8 who's having an mvp type season so i mean maybe i'm just nitpicking a little bit here but you can make that case i don't think that's an overreaction right now
4: all right let's move on i have no case no okay they are very good they're Plus one. Let's see. They are one fifteen point differential right here. That's that's good. Uh, Rich, you saw it firsthand. The Chiefs'
1: defense is what's going to carry them back to the Super Bowl. Now I think that's not an overreaction. I- I'm telling you. Again, Mahomes is not doesn't have that big, huge field flipping passing game going. He just doesn't. Now, now Kel- last Kelsey's year, starting to look his age a little bit, maybe. No, I don't know about that. I just think that he is just being double and triple covered. I mean, there were a couple of times on third and fourth down plays yesterday. I mean, they were just, they, they, they were mauling him. I mean, so, you know, I'm, that's an overreaction that he's looking his age. I would just say this, that that the Chiefs were able to overcome not having that field flipping up top game um, uh, on offense And defensively, the young kids started coming along. These guys, I mean, they didn't even have, you know, uh, Bolton yesterday. they're They're a top three defense. And that defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, just lights people up on third and long. And that's what the Dolphins were in quite a bit. So that's not an overreaction either.
4: Rich, we saw a great performance in Houston yesterday. Stop the clock. It's over. C.J. Stroud has Offensive Rookie of the Year locked up, and he's going to make the Pro Bowl this year.
1: Oh, yeah. I think uh, you could make that case. Uh, I th- that there, he's got it locked up. The Pro Bowl will just be because he's going to go because somebody's not going to go. Now, he's a top three AFC quarterback. Dude, come on. Now. Top three? Come on. It's you're 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 saying this is also a popularity contest. Mahomes is going to be a Pro Bowler, correct? Yeah, right. Yes. Lamar's going to be a uh, Lamar's going to be a Pro Bowler. Yeah, (laughs) correct.
4: Stroud has much better stats than
1: Lamar Jackson. Two is a Pro Bowler. One of them's going to basically be in the Super Bowl, and the other one's going to go. Ooh, my arm, I can't go. You know, (laughs) or my toe, or you know, (laughs) I have a hangnail. I'm not going to go. You know, so
4: Uh, blind taste test. You want the guy with seven
1: picks or the guy with one? I got you. No, I know. He's been terrific. He's been superb. But Offensive Rookie of the Year, that thing's over. That's a wrap. I agree. Halfway through, done. What else you got?
4: All right, last one, Rich. Uh, Yes, sir. I'm sure you saw the score from the Coliseum over the weekend. Uh, Washington and USC put on a show. Caleb Williams uh, turned the ball over. Can I guess
1: what you're going to say? Can I guess what you're going to say? Sure. Can I guess the topic? Caleb Williams shouldn't play another down for USC No, I
4: totally believe that, and that's not an overreaction at all. I'm going to say Caleb Williams, <laughs> oh, okay. Caleb Williams is going to be the Giants' starting quarterback in 2024.
1: Mm. So you're saying the Giants are going to have the first overall selection. Or
4: they're going to make a move to go get the first overall selection.
1: With Daniel Jones now being done for this year and then probably deep into next, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you, I look can at the, see that. you look at the
4: giant schedule. I don't know how many more wins are coming this year. It might, it might be no, I know that.
1: Uh, no, I I, I I, totally hear you. Um, and as you know, earlier on this uh, last month, you know, the Rick Dalton gif, um, that, that was uh, our exclusive shot of Caleb Williams watching the Giants start to fall flat because that's where he wants to go. He wants to go to New York City. And revel in all of that spotlight and all of the marketing dollars and just bathe in it while being in the money division. There he is. That's it. He's <laughs> watching the Giants play football. That's that's uh that's that's Caleb Williams right from his uh right from Hollywood, actually. And so bingo. Like that's where he wants to go, playing the money division, twice against Dak, twice against Jalen Hurts. No, oh, that'll so, be fun. I think that's what he he wants, and the Giants have got to start thinking hard about making something like that happen right now, for sure. And that's it, right? That's a wrap. For us in the
4: segment. That's a wrap, baby. Much more coming later later this
1: afternoon. Yes, I'm going to come back later in the third hour just to, you know, shoot whatever you want about the rest of the uh, NFL weekend. Uh, Also, uh, later on, Chris Brockman and I are going to stay after class. I'll be right back here. Uh, from Germany, we're going to record the Overreaction Monday podcast, you and I. So that's that's what's coming up.
2: Beautiful. Enjoy Berlin. And when Rich Thanks, gets brother. back, we might have breaking baseball news. You oh, ready we- for this one?
3: Ooh, Yeah, we definitely do.
2: Ken Rosenthal, John Hayman, all the baseball writers that know what's going on say there's two parts to this. Craig Council won't be back to manage the Brewers, right? They let him go interview elsewhere, including New York, the Mets, that is. He won't be back, but he will manage this year, and he'll manage a team that currently has a manager. What? Craig Council leaving Milwaukee to take another job, that job currently occupied. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Is he managing the Dodgers? Is he managing the Junkies? Where does Craig Council manage? My fantasy team. And whose job is he taking? That's coming up. Also coming up, Uh, what was it like in Vegas yesterday? Vic Taper joins us, covers the Raiders uh, for The Athletic. Uh, He's got stories. That's next.
1: Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets Is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. Mike okay. Del Tufo, are you out there, Mike? Yes,
3: I'm here, Rich. How are okay, you doing today? I'm
1: doing great. So what are you revealing? Uh, you, you've got uh, right here. You got right a, up here above me is a brand new Rich Eyes and Show sign. A new Rich Eyes and Show sign. Wow. Am I gonna do it now? You see this. Yeah, here we go. Let's here we do go. It. Oh,
3: this, this is gonna be fun. Right, I
1: Just hope it doesn't come down in your head. What are the odds that he I can't do this it because up? the way it's just set put, up. To put down the so, microphone, dude. I can't. <laughs> this is the worst reveal ever. Keep, Take down keep pulling,
4: Delta. both. Pull.
1: Just put the microphone down. This is good, <laughs> Rich. This is good. He's going to freak down the whole thing. Yes. Pull both of the cords, you...
4: <laughs> hey.
1: No, we cannot have this as the reveal. He, he does this audio. This cannot be the reveal. He does audio. He does, audio. He does not do see, manual labor. That's, that's the, the way it's lit, it's, up. it's messed up up there.
2: <laughs> I can't. Look, I can't. We call
3: walk
4: this... Walk up the
1: stairs. Walk up the stairs, Del folks? Yeah, okay. The not reveal. He's going to walk oh, up no, the I stairs. Oh, no, I can't. Because I can't climb it's called to the where that reveal. is. not Yeah, you can. That's up, that's no, up you can't. The story. It's, uh, you got to have a cable. <laughs> you guys don't know OSHA rules. <laughs> See, they screwed me. They did this on purpose. I'm yeah, convinced.
4: Probably. Yeah, it's
1: against you, Mike. I'm telling you. Uh, Del Tufo, just tell everyone out there you don't have any change for them. Just pull it. Give them good jersey pull. Put them up. Yeah, on. there you go. Watch. <laughs> Put pull the off. microphone down and pull it. Pull the other one. You're a big man. Yank it. Yank oh, it. Oh, <laughs>
4: So much oh, Alright, right. come back in here and screw off the oh, audio now, Mike.
2: Updating the breaking news here that Arthur Smith shaved the mustache also said Taylor Heineke is going to start again for the Falcons week 10. Arthur Smith says he shaved it at 345 this morning when he couldn't sleep and quote, I kind of regret it already. But maybe he said it's cleansing, so to speak, to get them, the Falcons, through the funk. Andrew Siciliano, hi there, good morning. Sitting in for Rich at the Rich Eisen Show Desk, which is furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. So many great stories yesterday. The Eagles hanging on, beating the Cowboys, what CJ Stroud and Dari Ogunbowale did, what Josh Dobbs did, what the Ravens did. I haven't even gotten to them. I mean, they pantsed the Seahawks. They had 23 more first downs than the Seahawks, who had only six. What the Browns did, holding a professional football outfit to only 58 yards for the game. And also what the Raiders did. And that is smoke victory cigars in a locker room after winning a game week nine. They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't clinch the division. There were no records set. This was no milestone moment. But they were smoking cigars because they were so happy that not only they beat the Giants and Antonio Pierce got a victory, but that Josh McDaniels is gone. Vic Taffer covers the Raiders for The Athletic. He has a great pod about the Raiders as well every week on The Athletic's platform, and he joins us now live from Vegas. Am I reading that wrong, Vic? They were that
0: happy he was gone. They smoked cigars. That's pretty much it, man. I've never uh, walked to a locker room and smelled just a fake cigar smoke after a game. It was, uh, it was either uh, dancing there, uh, Max Crosby's doing videos and the owner's hugging him and, uh. It was like a. It was a big. It's been a big time party all week since uh, you know the day the after they put in the mini hoop in the locker room and you got guys wrestling the day after and having fun. So it's been, uh, it has been very clear what they felt about the last uh, last regime. Vic, how bad was it? You know what? I think it just kind of um, it got slowly worse and worse. There was some problems last year, and they got rid of a lot of the guys from last year's roster. Kind of wanted a kind of a reboot this year, but they brought in a lot of former Patriots as well. One of them, Charlie Jones, did not go very well. But um, So it just kind of got worse and worse. And the, the, the key thing for me was it's all about the offense. I mean, Josh is an offensive guy. That's his that's his resume. He has the rings with the Patriots. But uh, they couldn't score 20 points. They couldn't score 20 points in, uh, in eight games when you got uh, Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs. So it's very frustrating uh, for fans, even more frustrating for players in the locker room. Like, What's going on? Vic, there's a story that Jake Laser had on the Fox
2: pregame show yesterday, something along the lines of Antonio Pierce trying to, to motivate this team last week b- before McDaniels was fired by comparing it to his 07 Giants with this attitude that, hey, every time we took the field, we believe we could win. Obviously, that team eventually beat the Patriots, and then McDaniels had pulled him aside and basically give, gave him grief for talking about the Patriots and maybe read that as personal. Had you heard something similar? I mean, was there tension between Pierce and McDaniels
0: that you were aware of? I think uh, tension may be a stronger word. I just think that as the players kind of um, became more disillusioned with the coaching staff, mostly Josh and his guys, I think they turned to Antonio Pierce as kind of a guy, a sounding board. I think he definitely is a former player. They mentioned that several times and that bond they have. And he kind of, uh, I guess, talks their language, I guess, is a way to say it. So I think he was kind of like um, – a guy they went to in the last few weeks, a the guy I turned to, and then this big meeting they had, I'm sure he spoke up. So I just think there may have been like kind of a different size now, all of a sudden, of the coaching staff, like, you know, uh, the player's guy versus the, you know, the old, uh, old funny duddy. Vic, how long you've covered the Raiders? It's a while. How long has it been? This is 14 years. Okay.
2: Compare last week. Where would you okay. rank? Let's put it that way. Everything that's happened last week, culminating in those cigars last night. Um,
0: on your list of crazy bleep you've seen with the Raiders? That's a, that's a good question, but it's, I've seen so much crazy bleep within the Raiders. I can't even uh, rank them, but um, definitely the, the joy. I haven't seen that kind of joy in a locker room. I think we're trying to think back. There was a game in London where John Gruden was dancing because they beat Khalil Mack. That was a pretty happy locker room. Uh, this is kind of close to that one, I just think. But um Yeah, I just I think, you know, you look at the Mark Davis and he's had this, I think this is his eighth coach uh, since he took over for his dad. And it's just been a rocky road. It's kind of a roller coaster of ups and downs. And uh, definitely, they were definitely on the way down. I think they definitely, um, I think he saw it as a, he said it was regressing. So uh, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy 14 years. Vic, true or false, Mark Davis needs Antonio Pierce
2: to go on a run. Prove that he should be the full-time coach. Because of all that turnover you just mentioned, if it isn't Antonio Pierce, nobody else would want this job.
0: Yeah, I don't buy that. I think uh, there are only thirty-two of these jobs, and uh, if you come here, the stadium is incredible. I mean, the facility is incredible. So if you're a, a coach, of the kind, all these coaches have egos, and all these guys. So you think you can do a good job here? I'm sure, and it's it's, it's a and There's talent in the roster. We mentioned, uh, you know, Crosby and Adams and Jacobs, and there's some young guys. So there's uh, the coverage's not totally bare. So I don't really buy that um, people can look at the history and say, oh, wow, I don't want that job. I mean, I mean, he gave Josh McDowells a fifty million dollar buyout check. It's not a bad. Uh, Going yeah. to win gifts, so I think uh, I think guys can live with that. If that's the worst case scenario.
2: I'm I'm totally with you. There's though that narrative that it has been such a mess for so long, and he's blown through so many coaches, and he's paying more coaches not to coach than he is to coach. That why would you want that job? But as you said, there are only 32 of them, and he is going to get a new coach if this one doesn't work out. But this one might work out. I know it's only a very 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 small sample size, but Vic, do you think this is sustainable?
0: I definitely want to see it. I mean, the players definitely are—they feel like they've been empowered. Definitely, they definitely—they think this is their team now. So I think that's a very positive thing. compared to what was going on, obviously a win over Tommy DeVito—I'm not sure—is a huge uh, landmark uh, in terms of like you've arrived and you've made this great change. So I got to see more of it in the next few weeks. But definitely a great start for Pierce and for uh, for this team. Did you fall for that? thing going around twitter last
2: week about Josh McDaniels and Mark Davis and Halloween and all that
0: no, because uh, not only, I mean, was just ridiculous, but I know, Josh pr- I know Josh pretty well. I'm not sure I can see Josh in a Mark Davis uh, costume, even uh, even wearing his hair down all the way. So I couldn't quite picture that happening now. Yeah, I- I'm totally with you. And-, and plus,
2: I think they claimed it was from The Athletic. You would know that it wasn't in right, The Athletic. Right, I immediately right. saw it and went, well, no, no, no. I-, I had read Vic this morning. I don't think that was in... I don't think that was in his piece. But, but they,
0: got, they, got, they got a lot of people. People yeah. were, were believing it. So, hey, more power. That's just the way of the internet and, and Twitter, whatever, X, whatever it is these days. It's kind of a who knows what's uh, what's true. And you just uh, take your guess and vote for the best. Talking to Vic Tafer here um, from The Athletic. Aiden O'Connell. Um, he's a
2: statue. He's got a nice arm. Um, you know, he could sling it a little bit. Uh Do we agree we're not going to see Jimmy Garoppolo on the field again this year? I I was surprised he, he was up as the number two yesterday.
0: Yeah, I think it probably shows more like a lack of faith in Brian Hoyer. But yeah, I think Jimmy's not I mean, if everything goes to plan, he won't play again. I think they want Aiden to kind of take these reps and grow and they can find out what they have. They have a guy who might be a starting quarterback. They have a guy who's, uh, you know, a good backup, which is also very valuable in this league. A guy you can rely on. So uh, he showed a lot of poise. He didn't play great. I thought the first half he was on point, second half, whatever. But I think he didn't turn the ball over, which is key. That first starting against the Chargers, he had two fumbles and a pick and looked kind of a little shell-shocked, which is understandable. It's your first time, and you're going against Khalil Mack and, and, and Bosa. So I just think uh, yesterday is much more much more poised. I thought he, he looked good. All right,
2: Vic, last thing I promise. Go back to the day this all went down last week, which was Monday night. I still don't get, and help me with the timeline, why you fire the coach and the GM but do it after the trade deadline. If you have this in your head that you might do it, why don't you do it in the morning and and tell the guys you're getting out the door, you can't handle my trade deadline? Have someone else work it.
0: I don't think Mark had decided until after the deadline. I think he had a pretty good idea. Like he told himself that was kind of his deadline, you know, see where they were going. I think that night of the game, he was pretty miserable. I thought in the morning he thought about it. I, think, I don't think he really decided until early afternoon, Um, kind of, because it's definitely, you know, it's a huge – it's a huge pillow to, to bite and right? the contractor. Plus you want to give these, he told these guys to have a long time, like two or three years. And he meant that when he said it. He, he tried to have patience, but he didn't see it going the right direction. So I do think it was a tough call for him. I think it took him most of that morning. And so I think at that point, why mess with the trade deadline? If you really know who's going to be the GM in a couple hours, why mess with you? I mean, kind of give the new guy and now in case it's just kind of the old guy, Champ Kelly, but give him a chance to kind of see what he wants to do with this roster and not give him anything that's kind of predetermined for him. Vic, we appreciate your insight, man.
2: As always, um, it's going to be a little more fun the second half of the season. Enjoy it.
0: For sure, man. Cigars every every week. Let's go. Yeah,
2: yeah, try getting those out of your clothes every Monday. Well, you got to win, I guess, to do that. But maybe they will. Never know. Thanks, Vic. Vic Taper from The Athletic. You may have heard during that conversation some noise from Brockman over there at his desk. Because we do have breaking baseball news It's It's not the Yankees. (laughs) It's not the Dodgers. Craig council is leaving the brewers to take over Brockman as the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. So David Ross, who has a a a manager almost got this team into the postseason. Second half turnaround went down to the final weekend, right? If I recall correctly, like played over their heads. David Ross is out a full month after he managed his last game. And the guy up the street who was under contract is leaving his job and taking your job within the division.
4: Uh, uh, (laughs) Did I get that right? Yeah, I'm at a loss. Did I get that all right? I'm at a loss for words. I don't, I don't believe this.
2: I got that all right, right? Yeah. It, it's almost I mean, I'm trying to compare it to something. I mean, let's just take the Giants and Eagles. We're gonna do a hypothetical here. Let's say that 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 the Giants and Eagles, the, the Giants coach, they lost week 18. They had a nice season. Totally, totally, totally uh, played over their heads, but didn't make the playoffs. He's under contract. Everyone's happy. Then, they, then all of a sudden, the Eagles coach takes his job in division after the Eagles let him out of the contract. Maybe that's not the right analogy, but that's basically what happened. I mean,
4: they're, they're rivals, right? Brewers and Cubs yes. are, are rivals, interdivision rivals.
2: It's like Nick Sirianni being like, you know, I'm going to go coach the Cowboys. Are you cool with that? Okay, cool. Brewers made the playoffs. Cubs did not. Cubs finished one game back in the wild card. One. So they almost got it. The Brewers' October ended early. Got swept. Got swept. Then the Brewers said, we'll let you look around. And then he's going down the tri state to Wrigley to take that guy's job.
4: But he was rumored for the Mets' job, right, TJ? And they end up hiring Carlos
2: Mendoza, Mendoza, a Yankees coach Coach coach, who hasn't managed in, say, 15 years since the low minors. Wow. (laughs) I'm so so confused. (laughs) But there was like a twenty-minute window there after Ken Rosenthal first had the story, and the story was that um, Craig Counsell's leaving the Brewers, which you knew might have been likely at this point because they were letting him interview elsewhere. Right. Craig Council's leaving the Brewers. It's not. It's not going to be the Mets. He's taking somebody else's job. And then there's a twenty minutes. You're like, wait a minute, is, is it the Dodgers? Is it the Yankees? I mean, who could it be? Who could it be? Stephen Vogt was named the manager of the Guardians this morning. They had also spoken to Craig Council, so that was like kind of the first domino to fall here, right? And then the Mendoza to the Mets, and then Craig Council, well, not the Guardians, and he was a long shot there, not the Mets. That one seemed a little bit more likely, but he's leaving to take the Cubs job. I mean, it's just bonkers. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So there's <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Uh, well, Welser's. Uh, yeah. Coming up, uh, let's let us let us put this Caleb Williams reacted the wrong way thing to, be- to bed. Please. Okay. Back off, Caleb Williams. That's coming up next. You are listening and watching to the Rich Eisen Show.
1: Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Helpful and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at OReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's OReillyAuto.com slash eisen. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What does an NFL team get with Jalen Hurts?
3: Well, I'm a dog, um, a relentless competitor, um, and I'm going to work my tail off every day. Um, try to win ball games. I mean, I've, I've done a pretty good job of that, and, and and just most importantly, impacting the people around me to my best ability. Um, I think that's the biggest thing: is can a guy impact guys and um, bring guys with him, um, and you know, just just bring a bring a presence about himself to the organization and to the program. So. Um, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to what the, the future holds for me, and um, I'll just continue to work my tail off and try to take steps every day to be the best player, quarterback, and man I can be. So,
1: what 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 questions are you asked? I mean, what what more do you need to, in your estimation, put out there that that you're being asked about?
3: Well, you know, Rich, it's it's um, it's it's a, it's a process, you know, and it's something that I've never experienced and. And, um, you know, they pretty much just ask me questions to try and get a better feel of who I am. Um, as a person, as a leader, um, you know, and, and that, and they ask about ball, right? So, so it's, it's very unique in my position because I've, I've had so many different offensive coordinators. Um, and I've been around so many great minds in the game. So, um, these coaches simply want to, you know, know what I know. Um, they know I know ball. They know I've been well taught, um uh, from each and every coach. So, um, me spitting back the things that I know and, and showing them you know, that I'm a student of the game and I'm very knowledgeable of what I, what, what I know and, and what I'm doing.
2: Great stuff there, Rich, with Jalen Hurts back in the day when he was coming out of Oklahoma. I remember when I first met him at the Senior Bowl, shook hands, talked for a minute or two. My first reaction was like, A, this guy's not that tall, but B, he is like a rock. He is. He's built. I'm not going to say he's built like a running back, but in a sense, he is. But some of those throws yesterday, man, that, that guy is as tough as it comes, and the Eagles get a much, much, much needed break here, a much needed buy after that victory over the Cowboys. Andrew Siciliano sitting in for Rich. Did you see Caleb Williams... Saturday evening. USC lost again. The defense can't stop anybody. Granted, they were they were playing a very good team in Washington at the Coliseum with a very good quarterback in Michael Penix at the Coliseum. And they lost again 52 to 42. U.S.C. is now seven and three on the year with losses in three of their last four. And it doesn't get easier. They get at Oregon and then home for UCLA these last two games. Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator, was fired yesterday by Lincoln Riley. So things are not great right now at the Coliseum. It was another tough loss for a quarterback who nearly put up 50 points again (laughs) and had his team lose. Caleb Williams won the Heisman. Caleb Williams, most of you think, will be the number one overall pick when he decides to come out this year. Or next, although Drake May in North Carolina may have some say in that. After the game, Caleb Williams went over to the stands where his family was there in the front row. We see this every day, Saturday and Sunday, where players go over and say hi to their family. Caleb jumped up onto the railing and he put his head on his mom's shoulder and then seemingly he got emotional. His mom hugged him. I mean, come on, he's a kid here his mom wrapped his arms around him and then whatever she had in her hand a program a piece of paper whatever it was a sign maybe a sign for the front row covered his head and it seemed pretty obvious that he was crying here's what caleb williams said afterwards when he talked to the press
3: i
4: want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some shows i don't know what
3: i like you know lost the game uh something to work hard for throughout months years to have big games like this try and go win play your best
4: um each and every one of us um we came out with the loss today so emotionally i want to go home and i want to lay with my dog
2: he turns 22 in 12 days i am 49. i don't have a dog i grew up with one I've had plenty of days at the office where I want to go home and crawl under the covers and sit with my dog or with a bottle of brown liquor, (laughs) whatever it is. But turn the lights off and be with myself in my own head. A lot of guys cry after games. You know, they they put a towel over their head on the sideline. What, What do you think they're doing? Smiling? No. Sometimes they're crying. A lot of guys go into clubhouses or locker rooms after the game and let it out. So Caleb Williams let it out on the sideline, in the stands with his mom. Big deal. There are a lot of people out there, honestly, professional trolls, if we're being honest, both on Twitter and on these shows where you scream and yell for a living. There are a lot of people out there that want to knock Caleb Williams, say maybe he's not the number one pick now. Yeah, I don't want yeah. that guy in my locker room leading my team. I saw somebody that shall remain nameless, undraftable, on Twitter over the weekend. Oh, Shut geez. the hell up! Come on, come on, man, losers, man. <laughs> First of all,
1: if you're lucky enough to still have your mother around and you're able to give her, damn, like, thank do you.
2: That. TJ,
3: Because Andrew, exactly. for as so much pain as I was in last night, I told you guys I would have given anything in the world just to be able to have my mom give me a hug when I was in pain last night. Exactly.
2: So, you know. And to everyone out there that says this is a knock against him, folks, you can't have it both ways. You can't be mad when the team loses and guys are seen smiling and talking to the team that just beat them and exchanging jerseys. And also be mad when they're so upset that they lost that they're moved to tears. You can't just try to stick it in the emotional fairway off the tee every week. And tell these guys who you criticize for being robots. That they can't show emotion on one extreme or the other. You can't. They care. And they're allowed to cry. How do you want him to react? You want him to punch somebody? You want him to break something on the sideline? You want him to be Tom Brady and break his Microsoft Surface so then you can make fun of him for losing his cool, for breaking his Microsoft Surface? Exactly. Right? Oh, Tom Brady's angry. He's a sore loser. He broke the tablet. Is it the tablet's fault? Right. Right. Oh, the guy cried. Undraftable. Drake Mays, my number one quarterback now. I'm going to take panics over him. He didn't cry. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Please. I want a guy that cares. He cares. He's also really talented. Really, really talented. Now, are you going gonna to hold it against him because he said he wants to go home and be with his dog and watch shows? I don't care. As long as Monday morning he comes to work ready to work hard, to fix the problems from the last loss and to move forward. What do you want him to say? I'm gonna go home and get smashed. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna go home and get drunk. Yeah. Do something reckless off the field. No. It just goes to show you that you can't win for losing, and, and these guys are always going to be overly criticized. And look, I'm part of the business that does it. I, I get it. I understand. But I'm also trying to be fair. And fans always forget, not always, not all fans, but a lot of people do, that we're talking about human beings here, guys that are compensated well to win. And yes, I mean it now. I can say that about college football. Caleb Williams is compensated really well, yeah. really well. But is it his fault they're giving up – 50 a game? Five zero points a game. I think the real question with Caleb Williams should be after all this talk, well, he's not going to leave. He's going to stay at USC if he doesn't get the team at the top of the draft that he wants to play for. I think the real question should be if they can't stop anybody and Lincoln Riley has to finally fire his defensive coordinator here in early November of year two, does he want to go back to SC next year? Is SC the right situation for him next year? Now, doesn't change where he wants to go in the NFL, but is going back to SC the right option if he doesn't get the NFL team he wants? That should be the conversation. And I'm not suggesting he go into the transfer portal. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. Dude. Or maybe he should. No, he's not going to find a better place than SC. And he's not going to find more money, I don't think. Although, who knows? who knows? He's paid well. Legally, through NIL deals. Of course. He's compensated well. Very. I think the question is, if he truly doesn't want to go to another NFL team, the one that takes him, is does he, do you just sit out? Just sit out. You've made enough money. Jamar Chase sat out of year, Much different circumstances. With COVID, he did fine. He did just fine. This guy, Caleb Williams, is in the elite of the elite of the elite. Where if he sits out, he will still be the first or second pick. Period. Full stop. Leonard Fournette, you and I were talking about this. Chris.
4: Yeah, he was the, the he was the first one where you watch him play as a sophomore and you're like, why would he, why would he ever come back? Why, why would he Especially play? Especially a running year?
2: back? What is the point of that? I said it at the time, and I think I put it on Twitter, people laughed at me. I said he should backpack through Europe for his junior yeah, year. Yeah,
4: when was that? 2015, 2016, something like that? Yeah. yeah.
2: You watched him play at LSU. Right? He's good. Watch like, his high he, school highlights on yeah. YouTube. You're like, well, that guy's gonna be in the NFL. Right. Yeah. And I said at the time, he should walk out of school. Yeah. And go backpack through Europe. Or stay there and just be a student. Now, he'd be on a football scholarship, obviously, before the NIL time. You know, just SEC wink-wink, nudge-nudge time. Could he have afforded that? I don't know. But he didn't have to play football. No. And I think the Caleb Williams thing is going to be fascinating. Let's say... He definitely shouldn't play the rest of this season. I, I don't really see the well, point But that. you don't want to be, but see, but he can't win for losing. So is he labeled a quitter if he just taps out now? Yes, he would be. Well, in the, held fall, against him in the NFL, process. NFL
4: types will, will come at him like that. The same people that went after Christian McCaffrey and all these guys who sat out the bowl games. You know, they can pound sand, but
2: we yeah. don't, in my opinion. Right. But it's different for quarterbacks. True. You're the leader. Well, you are. I think the question is, if Caleb Williams enters the draft and he doesn't get, or or, we'll finish this conversation next hour. All right, Rich is coming up. Germany, again, see you.